Did you know statistically that three weeks into January, so basically right about now, is when most people tend to fall off the wagon with their New Year's resolutions? That means that if you have already found yourself getting off track, then at least know that you are in good company. But that doesn't mean it's time to give up. Instead, this is the perfect time to take a step back and look at some of your daily habits and routines. Habits that can sometimes be hard to break, but look at where you might be inadvertently sabotaging yourself without even realizing it. And the first place that that often happens is in your morning routine, the first few hours of the day, because typically you either set yourself up for a successful day or you derail the train before it has even left the station and you spend the rest of your day trying to get back on track, right? And that's why in today's episode, I want to take a deep dive into morning routines and talk about some of the most common mistakes we tend to make as well as a few things that you can do instead to start your day off on the right foot. Welcome to the Feel Better Live Free podcast brought to you by Thinlicious. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and here we'll talk about everything from the science of weight loss to practical tips for making your health a priority in the midst of a busy life. It's a little bit nerdy, a little bit funny, and a little bit revolutionary. So buckle up, friend, because it's about to get real. Hey there, and welcome back to the Feel Better Live Free podcast. Once again, my name is Ruth Sukup, and I'm the founder of Thinlicious and the Thin Adapted System, as well as the New York Times bestselling author of seven books. And if this is your first time listening, then you should also know that the purpose and goal of this podcast is to help women over 40 create freedom in your lives by transforming your health. I kind of like to think of it as starting a health revolution, and that's really what this podcast is all about. It's about the freedom to feel your best, the freedom to not be controlled by food addictions ever again, and the freedom to confidently pursue all of your big goals and dreams because your health and your weight issues are no longer holding you back. And maybe right now, one of your biggest goals and dreams is to lose weight and get healthy and to actually create that freedom in your life. If so, then I am so glad you're here, and I hope this episode gets you super motivated. Because the truth is that there is so much more to losing weight and getting healthy than just waking up one day and deciding to cut back on calories or eat fewer carbs. It starts with getting your head in the right place, with changing your mindset and your thoughts, and with changing the stories that you're telling yourself, maybe the same stories that you've been telling yourself for years. But it also means changing your routines and your habits, those things that we do so automatically that we don't even think about it anymore. Because believe it or not, it's those little things that we do without even thinking about it that can make us or break us. And that's why in today's episode, I want to talk about just that, specifically how your morning habits and your routines are either leading you towards success or sabotaging your day before it even begins. And hopefully it'll give you some good food for thought and maybe even a few ideas for how you can improve your mornings, which will in turn help improve your whole day. But before we dive in, one thing I do want to make sure that I mention is that if you are new to this podcast and to the whole Thinlicious movement, then I have put together a really awesome and totally free on-demand training video. It's called Healthy, Happy, and Free in 2024, and it's designed to help you map out a personalized plan for improving your health 
based on the proven metabolic science that we follow in our program. It's going to help you understand why everything that you've probably tried up until now hasn't worked and what you can do differently to get healthy and to lose weight without dieting, without drugs, and without making yourself miserable. And again, it's totally free. All you have to do to get it is go to thinlicious.com slash video. Once again, that's thinlicious.com slash video. Okay, so with that out of the way, let's dive into our big topic of the day, your morning routine and how it could be sabotaging your weight loss goals. But first things first, I want to start by talking about habits more in a general sense, because I think it's important to recognize and understand just how important your habits actually are. Because the the reality is that our habits shape our lives for better or for worse. In fact, it has been said that our habits are often the single greatest predictor of our success or failure in pretty much any area of our life. And that's because so much of what we do in a given day is driven by habit, an almost unconscious, automatic response to the triggers and the cues that we face. The biggest reason that habits matter so much is because each of us only has a certain amount of discipline and energy to get us through the day, right? Think about it. This is why habits are so important because each one of us only has this little bit of willpower and discipline and energy that has to get us through all the stuff that we want to do. There's a limited reserve of it, right? Sometimes I think it almost helps to think of your discipline and your energy like this big tank, right? Or maybe a medium-sized tank or a small tank. It's any kind of tank, but it, it slowly gets drained over the course of the day. And so every time you do something hard or challenging or good for you or something that maybe you don't feel like doing, a little bit of that energy gets used up, right? That's in your tank. And so by the end of the day, your discipline tank is completely empty. And at that point, basically the only solution is to sleep or to do something that's going to fill you up again before you have the energy or the discipline to do one more thing. And this is why, if you really think about it, this is why sometimes you just feel like we're done, right? Have you ever felt that way? Like you are completely tapped out and you just don't have one more ounce of discipline or willpower or anything left, right? You just can't do one more thing. And that's why, because your tank is empty. But here's the kicker. Habits, once you form them and establish true habits in your life, those habits use a different part of your brain than discipline does, right? Habits don't tap into that discipline tank. They don't drain your limited amount of energy. Once you have truly mastered a habit, once you're doing something totally automatically, it's actually saving and conserving your energy for other stuff. And so when you think about it, the more good habits you can start to form in your life, the more things that you can actually put on autopilot in your brain and really do them automatically without requiring the discipline, the more you'll be able to save your discipline and energy for other things. And get this, it's estimated that 90% of our daily actions are habitual, meaning that 90% of the things that we do, we're doing it on autopilot without really even thinking about it. And this is especially true in the morning when we first wake up because a lot of times our brain is still a little bit foggy, right? We haven't had the coffee yet and we're not ready to make all these new decisions. We just start, we just wake up and we start doing the things that we always do. And yet these habits, these unconscious automatic actions that we take have a huge impact on our lives and on our ability to achieve our goals. But even if that's true, it doesn't always make it easy to change our habits, right? Right? 
After all, they're habits. They're already ingrained in our behavior. We're already doing the things. So changing the things that are already ingrained is actually way more difficult than we tend to realize. Because let's be real, most of us have probably thought about or tried to create better habits at some point in our life, or we've tried to break bad habits and we failed at it. So what are we doing wrong? Why do some habits stick, but most don't? And how can we use that knowledge to actually start to change our habits for good? Well, the first problem with habits for most of us is that we tend to make them too big, right? So say you decided at the beginning of the year that you want to get healthy. So you decide to overhaul your whole diet and and cut back on calories and start drinking eight glasses of water a day and going to the gym and, 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 right? All these things. We make this so big and it's too much too fast. Because the reality is that the bigger the change from what you're already doing, the harder it is going to be to actually stick to the new habit that you want to do, right? So trying to institute some big, massive change into your life all at once is basically setting yourself up for failure. It takes so much energy and effort and discipline to make the change that you don't have anything left. There's nothing left in your tank for all the other stuff in your life which is ultimately not sustainable. So you can maybe make it a few days or three weeks, but then you run out of gas and you need to start focusing on all the other pieces of your life that require discipline. And suddenly you can't keep up on that new habit that you were trying to create. So that's the first problem. We make them too big. The second problem with habits is that we tend to make them too hard. Basically we overcomplicate everything and We make all of these new habits way too difficult to actually do or to stick to. They're either too complicated or too unpleasant or too much effort. Because here's the truth. If we are confused about what needs to be done, we're not going to do it. If it feels hard and frustrating every time we do it, we won't do it. If it feels like complete misery every time we do it, we won't do it. So we make it too hard on ourselves and then we don't stick with it. And the third problem with many of the new habits that we try to establish for ourselves is that there's no instant gratification. This is huge because without the reward, the habit doesn't stick. So one of my favorite books is called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And in this book, he explains that there are four elements necessary to establish a habit. You need the cue, the craving, the response, and the reward. So what that means is that the cue is the prompt, right? The cue is there's always something that actually reminds you of that habit. Oh, anytime we have a habit, there's something, there's always something that reminds us, oh yeah, this is what I want right now, right? And the craving happens as a result of the cue, right? The craving is the actual desire to do that behavior because you desire the reward. And the response then is the action that you take. And the reward is the positive benefit that you receive after taking action. And this happens, right, so automatically, because remember, these habits are happening automatically in our brain. So we're not really thinking about all these different parts, and it's happening almost instantaneously. So if you think about, you know, you wake up and you go into your bathroom and you see your toothbrush, that's the cue. The craving is, ooh, I want my, I want my teeth to feel clean. I want that nice minty clean feeling. The response is you brush your teeth, and the reward, the instant reward that you have is that you feel that minty freshness in your mouth, right? There's a reason why toothpaste manufacturers make toothpaste to have that minty clean feeling because they want to give you that reward. Um, And this reward is key because without it, 
there's no craving and there's no real motivation to do the behavior. And, and it also has to be instant. It has to be happening right away, right? An immediate reward for the behavior in order to make it stick. So what's the solution then, right? How do we actually use this information to create better habits in our lives, especially when it comes to our morning routine? Well, the way I see it, there are a few simple things that you can do. And the first thing is a secret to creating habits that's known as habit stacking. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, There's a book called Atomic Habits um, by James Clear, I think is the author, and and it talks about this, right? But the idea of habit stacking is that you are basically finding a way to connect a new habit to an existing habit that you already have, something that you already do automatically. And so what happens then is that the old habit becomes the cue that reminds you to do the new habit. Because again, for habits to work, there has to be a cue, something that actually prompts you to act. You have to make it as obvious as possible, right? It has to be something that, oh, yep, I see it. Oop, it's going to make me act. So the existing habit that you already do, the thing you already do automatically becomes your cue. And if your existing habit is something that you like to do, it can also serve as your instant reward, right? So For example, one of my morning habits that I have, (laughs) you probably do too, right, is to grab a cup of coffee as soon as I wake up, right? Like I'm still half asleep when I'm making my first cup of coffee. I don't even think about it. It is so ingrained in me. But this year, one of the new habits that I wanted to establish is actually taking a few minutes to just spend a few minutes in prayer first thing in the morning, right? That's it's something that I've always like wanted to be better at and haven't really just managed to create that habit. I'm sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, right? But it's not always the first thing that I do in the morning. But I really, I really wanted to be intentional about that this year. So I decided to stack the habit. So I make my cup of coffee in the morning. Um, just like I always do, right? Like, because I, I literally make, I don't know if you're the same way, but I literally am making that cup of coffee before I even know what's happening. It just is the first thing that I do. I don't even think about it. I just go straight to the coffee maker. So I make my cup of coffee, but then before I can drink it, I say my prayers. I do my little prayer time and it's, you know, not, it's just a few minutes. It's not this like big, long extended thing. It's just a a few minutes with God, but the cue is making, making the coffee and then I don't drink it until I'm done, right? The reward, the instant reward that I get is getting to drink the coffee and maybe I shouldn't need to get rewarded. Maybe the reward for prayer is like, time with God, but right? Like habits are hard. So that's, and that's the example of, of stacking the habits, finding a way to stack your existing habit with something new that you want to create. So that's the first thing I want to try. Stack your habits with the ones you already have. The second secret to creating better habits is that you have to make your new habit as easy to possible, as easy as possible to actually follow through on. You have to kind of clear the path and remove any obstacles that make it feel hard or make it less likely for you to actually follow through. And so sometimes that means starting really small and building up your skill level or your ability so that it feels easy, right? Starting with one push-up or with flossing one t- tooth or when it comes to health and weight loss, just starting by reading every food label, right? Like you're not even trying to change what you eat. You're just reading the food labels, 
Sometimes it means buying the right equipment or rearranging your space to make it happen. So an example of this is a few years ago when we still were living in our old house, I wanted to establish the habit of going for a run first thing in the morning, like really early, right? I wake up really early, like 4 a.m., but I had this problem. All of my workout clothes were in a dresser in my bedroom. And so there was no way to really get to my workout clothes without turning on the lights and waking up my husband and right, like creating this big scene. And then he didn't like that because I was waking him up every morning. And so I had to figure out a way to make it easier, right? So my solution for this was to just move all of my workout clothes to my closet where we have a walk-in closet and I can close the door and turn on the light and get dressed without disturbing him, right? Super simple, really simple change, but it made a huge difference. It, it removed the barrier, the obstacle that was preventing me from creating this habit that I wanted to do in just a really simple way. And it's also important to know that there's the reverse side of this, right? When it comes to bad habits that you're trying to break, you have to make the bad stuff harder to do. You have to put obstacles in your way. So that could mean clearing out your pantry of all the junk food, right? Just getting rid of it so it's not there. Like if you wanted to binge on something unhealthy or whatever it is that you can't seem to stay away from, you actually have to drive to the store and get it, right? That's a pretty big obstacle. Or if you're trying to quit smoking, right? Locking up your cigarettes so you can't access them, but put obstacles in the way. So make it easy. That is the second trick. The third secret if you want to begin creating habits that actually stick, is that you have to start slow. And as tempting as it might feel to want to give your life a complete overhaul, especially this time of year, right, that rarely works. It just doesn't work. Big goals never happen all at once. And so you've got to start slow and start easy with small changes that you can actually stick to and then continue building on those small changes. And it might feel like you're not making very much progress at first, right? It might feel small or insignificant. But as you actually stick to the changes that you're making, those tiny changes are going to compound into something really amazing. Honestly, I think that's one of the things that makes our TAS program so powerful because we don't ask you to change everything in your life all at once. We know that's too hard, right? We know that you won't be able to stick with that. And so it's starting with one thing and then adding another thing and then adding another thing until you finally achieve those results that you're looking for. Because again, and I say this, I know I say this all the time, but I will say it again. Big goals never happen all at once. They are only the result of small steps taken consistently over time. So just start slow and build. Okay, so with all of that in mind, let's now talk about a few of the ways your morning routines and habits could be sabotaging your day and some of the easy changes that you could make to change that. Because let's be real, right? There are few things more frustrating than feel like you started your day off on the wrong foot and now everything has just gone to crap. I, I hate that. So first and foremost, first thing, waking up late right? One of the biggest morning routine sabotagers. <laughs> it throws everything else off and makes you feel like you're already behind before the day has even begun. And I'm not saying that you have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, right? That is not what I'm saying. But waking up in time to get done the things that you need to do, that's really important. So how can you do better at this? Well, first, you might want to try setting your alarm just a little bit earlier, right? And actually getting out of bed when it goes off. Maybe it's maybe it's 
15 minutes earlier than you normally would. And maybe this 15 minutes is going to give you time to do a quick meditation or do a quick workout, actually plan out your day, right? Just giving yourself a little bit of extra time instead of like rushing through the morning is such a huge game changer. And if that really doesn't work for you, right, if that's really, really hard for you, then maybe it even it means taking a look at your evening routine. What could you be doing in the evening before you go to bed that would take some pressure off of your mornings? So maybe it's laying out your clothes. Maybe it's prepping breakfast ahead of time. Whatever you could do to make to shave more time off of your morning rush could be helpful. I am not a night person. Anybody who knows me will tell you this. Like I basically turn into a pumpkin at eight o'clock at night, but because, and that's probably because I'm such an early morning person, right? And I'm getting up so early. So I have always struggled with this, right? This idea of like doing things in the evening to, to take off because once I, once I'm done for the day, I am done. But if you're the opposite, right? We all have different things. I'm not saying you need to turn into a morning person. If you are a night person, then you use that to your advantage, you use that to make your morning routine better. So either way, it's it's going to be helpful for you. But really think about what that looks like for you and how you could give yourself a little bit more time in the morning. So that's the first thing. Second thing, and I think this is a big one for so many of us, right? I know I am so guilty at it, but it can so sabotage your day is checking your phone first thing in the morning. Not only does this totally distract you from all the stuff that you need to do, right? It also like brings in the whole world, right? The stress, the demands, the comparisons, social media, right? Like it just, it it like exposes you to everybody else's things before you've even had a chance to take care of yourself. And so I really, really highly recommend trying to keep your phone out of reach until you have actually like completed your morning, gone through your morning routine, right? And, And like, don't let that be the first thing that you do in your day. And and don't use the excuse. My kids use this excuse all the time because we're like, we don't want you to have your phones in your room. We don't want you to be on your phones first thing in the mornings, right? They'll sit there not getting ready when they're running late and because they're looking on their phones and they're looking on social media. But and they're like, well, we need. I need my phone as my alarm clock. Okay, hello. Alarm clocks existed before phones, right? There are other ways to wake yourself up in the morning. So do not let that be your excuse. If your phone is your alarm clock and then you pick it up and you start looking at it first thing in the morning, then remember what we talked about with habits and making things harder? You need to make it harder. Go on Amazon. You can buy an alarm clock for less than $10. (laughs) So this is not an excuse, but get some other way of waking yourself up and put your phone somewhere. If you really can't stay away from it, turn it off at night, like literally turn it off and put it right by the door next to your keys so that you're not even picking it up until it's time to leave the house, right? Like think about how that could change your morning if you're not distracted by your phone first thing in the morning. A third big thing is not actually taking a few minutes to plan your day for success. And honestly, if I were to pinpoint one single thing that makes all of the difference for me between a good day and basically a day that's a shit show, it's this one single thing. Just making a prioritized list of my must-do items, my A tasks, my should-do items, my B tasks, and my would-like-to-do items, my C tasks. And for this, I always use a little thing. It's called a daily daily do-it sticky note. It's something that we sell at 
our Living Well Shop. You can find them at livingwellshop.co. I know people are going to ask, so I'm just going to say it. But you don't have to do it on this daily daily do it sticky note. I really like it, but a piece of paper will work too. The important thing is that you have a plan. And I will say this too. If you are trying to change your eating and losing weight and getting healthy is your big goal and you're trying to calculate your macros and keep track of those, then you definitely have to plan for success with that too, right? The best thing that you can possibly do is take a few minutes to actually plan out your food for the day, right? All the food that you think you're going to eat that day, add it into whatever app you're using to make sure that it's all in line with whatever you're aiming for. Because what happens so often is that we don't do this and we just kind of get to the end of the day and we're like, oh, I gotta I gotta track my food. And you put it in there and you're like, oh my gosh, I was totally off. I was way, way off on my macros. I was way off on everything that I was trying to do. And yet you've already eaten everything, so now it's too late. So if planning for a successful day is not currently part of your morning routine, then that is definitely, definitely something that I would work on including. It may take a little bit of extra time, but I promise it is going to save you so much stress and hassle in the long run. And again, if you are not an early morning person, if you're already struggling to find enough time in the morning to do the things that you need to do, but you're a nighttime person, do this at night. Do this before you go to bed so that you wake up in the morning with a plan, knowing your priorities, knowing what you're going to do. And on a totally different note, another big way that we sabotage ourselves in the morning, I think, is with the food that we eat or don't eat for our first meal of the day. So this is this one is more specific to, you know, losing weight and getting healthy. But I think that this method of self-sabotage can actually come in a lot of different forms, right? If you're a breakfast skipper, you might actually be sabotaging your productivity by not giving yourself the fuel and the energy to sustain you through the day especially if you're just starting with a new eating plan. In our program, I see so many people trying to like jump into intermittent fasting before you've actually flipped the switch on your metabolism to become thin adapted. And honestly, I think it does more harm than good because your body's not actually ready for that. You end up getting really hungry, which depletes your willpower and makes you far more likely to go off the rails or to binge on the very foods that you're trying to avoid. So don't be a breakfast skipper if you're not ready to be a breakfast skipper, right? A far better habit to get into if you're trying to change your eating habits is to eat a super healthy breakfast that's really high in protein and really high in healthy fats, right? Later on, when you're thin adapted and your body is burning your fat for fuel, you might actually be able to go longer in the morning without eating with no problem, right? You're not even hungry, but it's really best to let that happen naturally because you can definitely feel the difference. And And whatever you do, Whatever you do, whatever you're eating, no matter what eating plan you're on, right? Do not start the day with a pile of sugar and carbohydrates. That's probably the worst thing that you can do because it will just cause you to crash in a couple hours, right? Bowl of cereal, yogurt and granola, pile of fruit, bagel, toast. All these things that we've been told are a healthy breakfast are actually some of the very worst things that you can eat, especially first thing in the morning. So don't blow it with your breakfast. And along those same lines, another form of self-sabotage happens with what we drink first thing in the morning, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I love a cup of coffee first thing in the morning. But if you are loading up your coffee with sugar or syrup or sweeteners or creamers packed with chemicals and artificial junk, you're doing way more harm than good. So if you can't live without your cup of joe in the morning, then make sure to find a way to make it healthier. I remember when I was back and I was in high school, 
I read somewhere that if you drink your coffee black for two weeks, you'll never want it any other way. And I, you know, I went to high school in the Seattle area, which was coffee capital of the world, Starbucks, everything, right? I started drinking coffee when I was like seven. Um, It's just like part of the culture up there. But I didn't drink it black until I was in high school. And then I read this thing. I was like, oh, I'm going to try that. And so I don't know if it's actually true, but I tried it and I have been drinking my coffee black ever since. So you might just want to try that. But even if you can't drink it black, right, just something like heavy cream and vanilla extract or a flavored syrup that's more of a healthy flavored syrup, something made with allulose or erythritol is going to be a much better option. I love the sinless syrup, so you can look those up. You can get those on Amazon. Um, But those are going to be a way better option than putting all that crap in your coffee. And then make sure to drink plenty of water too, right? Dehydration is really real. And when you wake up in the morning, you're going to wake up dehydrated. So make sure that you're drinking enough water in the morning um, so that you can feel more alert and more focused throughout the day. (sighs) Man, okay, so there's probably so many other things that I could think of, so many other ways that we self-sabotage that I haven't mentioned, but you probably get the point, right? How we start our day actually matters. The reality is that big goals don't just magically happen by themselves. Whatever we want to accomplish in life, whether it's transforming our health or something else, it comes down to the small daily decisions that we make and the habits that we create to keep ourselves on track. So if you have found yourself going off the rails already this year, here's my recommendation, right? Take that step back and see what sort of micro changes you can make to your routine to start putting yourself on the path to success again. Focus on making small changes, right? Stack your new habits with the habits that you already have. Make them easy. Find a way to reward yourself. And then take a look at any improvements you might be able to make to your current morning routine and go from there. I can't wait to hear how it goes, but that is all I have for you today, my friends. I hope this was helpful. And if you know somebody who could benefit from this episode, be sure to pass it their way. And I will see you soon.